Welcome to That You May Grow Thereby, a work of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. We are located at 18 Scott Drive in Florence, Kentucky. Our phone number is 859-371-2095. You can also visit us at www.nkcofc.com. And now, that you may grow thereby. Thank you for listening to That You May Grow Thereby. I am Greg Littmer, and I am one of the elders of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ, and I don't know much about farming or raising livestock of any kind, but I have on occasion seen pigs with a metal ring in their nose. Right next to a plot of land that my wife's dad used to own that he called Little Egypt, there was a fellow who raised pigs, a bunch of pigs, and it was pretty interesting to watch them. I understand that pigs use their noses to dig or to root up things. I understand that they also find their noses to be real convenient when it comes to digging out a place in the muck and mire where they want to wallow. But because some of them are a little too handy at rooting under a fence and getting out, sometimes the owner will ring them, put a metal ring in their noses to prevent them from doing that. And that brings us to a passage I want to notice from the book of Proverbs. Turn to Proverbs 11 and look at verse 22. Solomon wrote, As a ring of gold in a swine's snout, so is a beautiful woman who lacks discretion. Now, if you are down in the country, it wouldn't be at all out of the ordinary to see a ringed pig like we have seen uh, talked about. But it would be very out of the ordinary to see a ring of gold in the nose of a pig. It just doesn't go together. It is, it is incongruous. And that is the point that Solomon was making. I think of some examples that I see of this quite often. I may be driving on 18 over by Boone County High School just as school is getting out. And I see a group of young girls, prettiest pictures, full of life and enthusiasm. And then a couple of them pull out cigarettes and start smoking. That just doesn't go together. It is incongruous. There are a lot of things that fit into that category. The Bible indicates that there are a lot of things that just do not go together. I looked up the word incongruous in Webster's Dictionary to make sure I was using it correctly and found that it means out of keeping or place, inappropriate, unbecoming, not harmonious in character, inconsistent. That perfectly describes a ring of gold in a swine's snout. Let's look at some of the other things the Bible teaches us are as inappropriate, unbecoming, and not harmonious in character as that ring of gold in the pig's nose. James had a lot to say about the need to control our tongues in James chapter 3. In verses 8 through 12, James emphasized an aspect of this that just does not go together. He wrote, But no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil and full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come both blessings and cursings. My brethren, these things ought not to be this way. Does a fountain send out from the same opening both fresh and bitter water? Can a fig tree, my brethren, produce olives? 
or vine produce figs, no salt can salt water produce fresh. It is just as inconsistent, inappropriate, and incongruous as a gold ring in a pig's nose for anything other than that which is good and meant to the edifying of the hearer to come out of the mouth of a Christian. The more literal meaning of the passages focuses upon the word curse in verse 9. That literally means to down curse. It is the idea of someone thinking so highly of himself that he or she feels they occupy a position higher than others do. They feel free to look up to God and bless him, but look down on their fellow man and curse them, even though we are all made in the image of God. It is a presumptuous and arrogant position that is completely displeasing to God. It manifests itself in so many ways. Looking at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, and also verse 31, Paul wrote these words, Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. Down in verse 31 he finds, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. He expresses the very same sentiment over in Colossians chapter 3, verses 8 through 10, as he describes the change that is to take place in a Christian. We read there, But now you also put them all aside, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive speech from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you laid aside the old self with its evil practices and have put on the new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. So many of the things that Paul urges to be put away from the Christian, so many of the things that are completely incongruous for a child of God, involve the tongue, what we say. Paul mentioned anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive speech. These things so often find expression verbally in what we say. Actually, slander originally meant to cry out, and it is to cry out against those toward whom our anger is turned. Have you ever heard a Christian say things to each other in anger that just should never have been said? Paul mentioned wrath and abusive speech. It is really the idea of speaking against the good name of another. Included in there is malice and slander. When Christians sit around and talk about other Christians in a negative way, that is as inappropriate as a gold ring stuck in the nose of a pig. When Christians get on the phone or on some form of social media and talk about other Christians badly, that's inconsistent with what we claim to be. I think we can include continual complaints coming from the mouth of a Christian under the category of malice, especially if the complaints are not followed up by the complainer with actions to correct the problem. Then they are nothing but complaints, and coming from a mouth of Christian that is as incongruous as a gold ring in an old pig's nose. Paul also mentioned lying. Lying involves deception. And like the Lord said, our communication should be yea, yea, or nay, nay. In other words, what comes out of our mouths, a person ought to be able to take it to the bank as absolute truth. For anything less than that to come out of the mouth of a Christian is like that gold ring in that old pig's nose. Did you ever stop to think of the different ways lying can be done? Idle gossip is lying. Stating something is true when we are not sure that it is, that is lying. Inferring without actually saying some bad thing about another person, that is deception and lying. 
speaking something that we know is only a half-truth. That's lying. I even believe that allowing false comments about another to go uncorrected or unchallenged is a form of lying. James said in James 3, these things ought not to be. Let's go now to Romans chapter 12 and read verse 10. Paul wrote, Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor. Come now to 1 John chapter 4 and we'll look at verses 20 and 21. John wrote, If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, that the one who loves God should love his brother also. When we put these two passages together, and they are just a few out of many that we could use, what do we see? We see that God wants his children to have an instinctive affection toward one another, a familial affection. We are to have brotherly love one toward another, and that really does mean to develop that close and affectionate relationship that exists between brothers and sisters. This manifests itself in many ways, one of which is our desire to be with each other, to enjoy and seek the company of each other. It is as incongruous as a gold ring in the old pig's nose for a Christian not to want to be with his brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm not talking about times when we come together to worship, although that certainly enters in, but for a Christian not to want to be with the brethren at times for socializing and enjoying each other's company Indeed, for a Christian to consistently turn down all opportunities for socializing with his or her brethren and to not want to spend time with them is inconsistent and not harmonious with the character of a child of God. You know, thinking about John's statement in 1 John 4 and verse 20, it can be easy to claim to love God. We might even be able to fool ourselves into thinking that we love God, but John gives us a proving ground. How do we feel toward the brethren? That will help to tell us where we are spiritually. That will serve as a fairly accurate gauge of our ability to imitate our Lord Jesus Christ. If we want to take our spiritual temperature, we can do it right now. How much do we want to be with each other? How frequently do we take advantage of opportunities outside of worship to be together? It is like a ring of gold in an old pig's nose for a Christian not to want to be with his or her brothers and sisters in Christ. I believe that the Lord points out another area of inconsistency, an area that is just as incongruous as a gold ring in a pig's nose. In Luke 6 and verse 46, Jesus said, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? The Bible teaches over and over that a true mark of discipleship, of being a follower of God, is obedience. We have the best example of obedience that could ever be in the Lord Jesus. The Hebrew writer wrote in Hebrews chapter 5 verses 8 and 9, speaking of Jesus, although he was a son, he learned obedience from the things which he suffered. And having been made perfect, he became to all those who obey him the source of eternal salvation. Obedience to God's commands is necessary. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 verses 6 through 10, We find, for after all, it is only just for God to repay with afflictions those who afflict you, and to give relief to you who are afflicted, and to us as well, when the Lord Jesus will be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, dealing out retribution to those who do not know God and to those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. 
These will pay the penalty of eternal destruction, away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power, when he comes to be glorified in his saints on that day, and to be marveled at among all who have believed, for our testimony to you was believed. For a person to say that he or she is a Christian, and then purposely choose not to obey certain or any of the commands of the Lord is as inappropriate and inharmonious as that old gold ring in a pig's nose. In 1 John chapter 2, verses 3-6, through 6, John wrote, By this we know that we have come to know him, if we keep his commandments. The one who says, I have come to know him, and does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, in him the love of God has truly been perfected. By this we know that we are in him. The one who says he abides in him ought himself to walk in the same manner as he walked. The point is so clear that a person has to try to miss it. We cannot claim to be a Christian and then purposely choose to disobey any of his commands. In chapter 5 of the same book, 1 John, verses 2 and 3, we are told, By this we know that the love that we love the children of God, when we love God and observe his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. Now what commandments of God am I free to choose to ignore or disobey? What if I do my best in all of the commandments, but choose not to honor my father and my mother, as we were told to do in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3? Would that be okay? No. It would be out of harmony with the character of a Christian. How about if I choose not to be evangelistic and never talk to anyone about their salvation, even though by example and command we are exhorted to the doing of it? Would that be all right? No. We know it would not be all right. It would be as inconsistent as a gold ring in a pig's nose. How about purposely failing to assemble with the saints? Would that be okay? Even though Hebrews chapter 10 verses 23 through 27 tells us, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. For if we go on sinning willfully after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a terrifying expectation of judgment and the fury of a fire which will consume the adversaries. Can I choose not to partake of the Lord's Supper every first day of the week when the Lord has asked me to do so? Would that be in harmony with the character of a Christian? Can I choose not to give up my means upon the first day of the week because I don't want to? Would that be appropriate? No, we can all see that to purposely choose to disobey a command of the Lord's, and in some cases even to argue with it, it is as incongruous as a gold ring in a pig's nose. One more thing about that gold ring in a pig's nose is for a Christian to fail to be thankful every day and in every way. Paul wrote in Colossians chapter 3, verse 15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. First Thessalonians 5 verses 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. My friends, if we are truly thankful, 
and just look at and think about everything that we have to be thankful for, both materially and more importantly, if you are a faithful child of God spiritually, then all of these other things that we've talked about in this episode will be taken care of. Thank you for listening. I hope you got some good out of it.